listeners to episode 21 of the Empty Rooms of Gorsky Manor, the 12 hours of the Rabbit Clock Mystery Spell have been told, woven within the manor. Morning dawn has broken, yet has the spell shared all its mysteries? Rabbit, Feathers, Simon, and Shadow did their part in the weavings of this tale of many tales. Yet is the spell now truly cast and complete. I heard through the knowing the mysteries and tales are never-ending. Poor dear Harry, his end not pleasant. His remains laid to rest once again, but is he truly at rest? So begins the ending of this tale. Our companions found their way quickly back to the manor, this time coming upon no blocks, no endless halls, no locked doors barring their way. As Simon and I reached the manor's entrance stairs, Feathers returned, landing once again upon my shoulder, and Shadow awaited us at the grand front door, which was open and welcoming. Many morning doves cooed upon the trees and bushes as we passed, offering their heartfelt sympathy. Evening primroses still shared their beautiful blossoms in the soft morning's light, before closing to their own daydreams. A few crows passed over the manor, offering a sharp call of caring as they busily continued on their way to somewhere of importance, I felt. I stopped to watch them for a time, touch the sky and fly away towards the full moon of amber that still hung there just out of their grasp. Just as we, with determination, walked with purpose up the stairs into the grand entry hall. Before I entered, I looked back to the full moon once again, high above the manor. It now fading into the brightness of the coming new day, a scent of completion upon the wind. I thought we must go to the library, but as soon as we entered, there in the center of the grand entry stood the round table of the rabbit clock mystery spell. I could see immediately the table had changed once again. First, it being made of lovely polished wood, then in the library, made of a magical mirror. Yet now, both combined, mirror in the center of the table, looking so very much like the amber full moon above, circled by shiny polished carved wood surrounding its outer edges. I walked to the table and touched the carved wood. Such mesmerizing symbols, runes, 
yet not runes. We suddenly heard laughter coming from outside. Turning to the door, we beheld a most magical moment, the arrival of the sisters. One by one they flew through the door, one after the other, firmly on their brooms, yet each landing in the most unusual fashion. Yet, not skipping a beat, feet just returning to the ground, each ran directly to me, hugging me so very tightly. Congratulations! Wonderful! They each cheered with their happy, giggling, smiling faces, kissing my cheeks, bringing the biggest smile to my face. Oh, it's okay, Sam. They each consoled me with more hugs and more kisses. Ladies, ladies, came a loud call. We all stopped, silent, searching this way and that for where and who had shouted. To the top of the stairs we all looked, for there stood Wilfred Moss, Manor Groundskeeper, holding the still-frozen rabbit within his arms. Ladies, he said again, softer, almost with a tone of caring in his voice. Slowly he descended the stairs, keeping rabbit level and safe in his grasp. The sisters found a cushioned bench against one wall and carried it over to the side of the table. Wilf laid Rabbit upon it. The sisters couldn't help looking to Shadow with disapproval in their eyes. They knew who had caused his current dilemma. Feeling this, Shadow slowly floated backwards until he reached the wall and melted into its fabric. I felt bad for Shadow, as I had encouraged him to grab the naughty rabbit. Wilf tipped his hat to us and walked away down a hall, silently melting into the manor, as is his way. I became very aware of how quiet it was, here and now. Outside, there had been birds and crows, the wind through the trees, but here, within, all was silent, all was still, waiting for what was to come. Blackie broke the silence. You have done well, dearie. This working is almost done. Come, let us circle the table and complete the spell. <gasps> this is it. Is it really here? This is really happening? My mind shouted with excitement, my heart pounding with anticipation and concern. What will this spell really do? Feathers flew to sit upon the golden hair statue in the center of the table. Goldie brought four cobalt blue candles to the table, again appearing from nowhere. 
placing each at the quarters. Once placed, they burst into a long, flickering flame. We each stood at the cardinal directions, me standing before the thirteenth crystal, which I felt faced north my direction. The room began to dim, even though it was bright morning outside. Blackie asked, You have the last stones and the gifts? Yes, I said, pulling them out of my backpack, holding them with honor in my cupped palms. This is the completion of the spell, Blackie stated with authority. This is the completion of the spell. This is the completion of the spell. This is the completion of the spell. I completed the opening. I looked to the rune stones already upon the lapis lazuli crystals, all paired until nine o'clock. We all grasped hands and smelled the evening primroses, their fresh scent bursting forth and swirling upon the table, simply, magically, as fresh as the day I picked them. Their scent intertwined with the candle's light, opening a space for us to connect into the knowing, the inner place of telling, a place where we are wanted and where we want to be. The sisters began to hum slowly. The sisters gasped, looking to me for answers. Tis not the proper words you speak. I looked to her with confusion. They were. They were what was shared before. Think to the book. Something more is needed. Feeling flustered, I took a deep cleansing breath and brought the spell's page up within my knowing. I closed my eyes and could see the first clock and its words. They were as I had spoke. The face of the clock showed one, the rune, now these, and the fanciful written word your came into my mind. One 
within each section. This potion, for that is what they are. I try to remember more upon the page. Then a flash of red called my attention. The words upon the bottom of each page read, All is complete. All be known. When the spell becomes your own. Oh, I think I know, I think I know. I reached for Blackie and Goldie's hand and began the spell once again. At the spiral stairs of thought, tick-tock one, flows the ancient spiral well for the workings of my spell. Rune now these spins the threads of sadness into a web of gladness. Tick tock one. All felt good. All was as it should be. I looked to one o'clock, the stone and the crystal, and saw the lapis lazuli crystal began to glow. I continued. At the tower room of slumber, tick-tock to rest with calmness in your shell for the workings of my spell. Rune Hagalaz turns the dream where madness lay into a hug of mirth and play. Tick tock too. That dear grandmother clock. Tick tock three. Dear companion. Please do tell for the workings of my spell. Rune Lagas dance the current's inner flow. All our dreams together know. Tick tock three. At the edge of the world. Four, breathe together like a bell for the workings of my spell. Rune Orla, with the fate at birth of thee, listen to the telling tree. Grand Manor Door, Tick Tock Five. See the joy of lovely smell for the workings of my spell. Rune Wunyo, bringing time for laughter true, now forever, me and you. Tick Tock.
marching soldiers, two by two, tick tock six, ever moving homeward down for the workings of my spell, rune on sooth, crows of knowledge caw and fly across blackened earth where spent tears lie, tick tock six. At the whispers in the stone, tick tock seven, echoes chanted they foretell for the workings of my spell, rune willow, amber bright in darkness, Share the glow of brightness, tick-tock seven. As the shadow watcher waits, tick-tock eight. Round the table spirits swell for the workings of my spell. Rune Esau, memories all alone. Found within the one white stone, tick tock eight. At the apple red of time, tick tock nine. From the orchard's glen of hell, for the workings of my spell, rune manas, poppet gift. For thee, knowing who you truly be, tick tock nine. I then placed the next rune stones upon its crystal of the clock as I continued the chant. At the bottom of the stair, tick tock ten, feathers black. Down they fell for the workings of my spell. Rune Gifu, companions many, old and new, find the book that's written true. Tick tock ten. At the web of mirrors be, tick tock eleven. From our lips with joy we yell for the workings of my spell. Rune Calc, cross the hill with chalk and smoke. Book of knowing is bespoke. Tick tock eleven. At the winds of knowing, tick tock. Well, from the moon your tears will quell for the workings of my spell. Rune Kanov, light shine bright, light shine white. Clarity will always be found beneath the hanging tree. Tick.
Nothing happened. I looked to the sisters. They still had their eyes closed. Yet upon the table there was one more lapis lazuli stone upon it. But I had not received a thirteenth stone. I didn't know what to do. Yet the sisters waited, each calm each holding space for me to continue. All I yet had within my bag was the gifts from beneath Harry's tree. The thought of them brought tears to my eyes. I felt a deep attachment to them, and I had the awful sense I must let them go. This ache I knew too often. Looking at things of deep memory that I dearly cherished. Some heirlooms of those now gone. Treasures and talisman from so many journeys. Yet I too will not be on this earthly plane forever. My heart ached for these precious things that took me a lifetime to gather. I know it is not for me to worry about their fate after I am gone. Enjoy them now, for I will eventually have to let them go. Looking to the table where I now laid them, a locket of Harry's hair, and the rabbit's foot, his hair so black and shiny in the candlelight, soft and silky as I touched it, not wanting to ever lose it, and the rabbit's foot, fluffy, velvety. I thought of that children's story about the velveteen rabbit, Read so long ago, unconditional love. Love can at times be painful, but it is always worth it in the end. Remember your past, where you came from, for as you bloom within your life, your tail grows. Enjoy the beauty of being, finding wholeness, contentment, in who you are, by the many experiences of vulnerability overcome. I did feel so vulnerable right now. Am I up to this task? So much has been experienced through the workings of this spell, yet the spell is still amiss. I look to the table for some hint what may lie there. 
a spot that felt empty needed to be filled. I have not worked enough with spells. Make the spell your own. I thought I did that. What is yet to be done? I thought the discovery of the word your within the spell, changing it to my, was an amazing find. Though this be actually rabbit spell, not of my making, yet of my doing. I possessively took the two gifts tightly into my hands. I so did not want to let them go, ever. But... From the knowing came, the manner is balance. I look to each stone and crystal that makes two. Three is the evening primrose, yet balance creates and seals the four. What have I that would be the fourth element of this spell? Truly, what, what is this spell about anyway? I stroked Harry's hair locket as I pondered. All is about the manor, a place of rest, a way station on one's journey between one's life and the next. The homestead of the Gorskis, I know so little about them. Looking at the hair locket, Harry... Underneath all is the search, my search, for Harry. Hair. Oh, my. The hair of Harry. That epiphany truly impressed me. What is so often added into a spell to make it your own, one's own hair? Oh, Eureka, that's it, that is it. With a deep breath of accomplishment, I walked back to one o'clock. I pulled a piece of my hair, which holds my life force and my energy within it. Then I slowly released a strand from the locket of Harry, wound them together, and placed it with intent on the first stones. Tick-tock one, tick-tock one, tick-tock one, tick-tock one. The lapis lazuli crystal began to glow blue. I moved to two o'clock again sharing one hair from my head and one strand of Harry's locket. Wound together, I chanted again. Tick-tock two, tick-tock two, tick-tock two, tick-tock two. One by one, I added the strands of hair and sang the clock, each time lighting the rune stone to glow white upon the glowing blue crystal. Tick-tock three, tick-tock.
flames of the candles surged higher and brighter, creating four swirly tendrils of smoke that twisted around the golden hair statue upon the table. Oh my, I whispered. Hair, another hair, once again within this spell. I stood there before the last lapis lazuli crystal, a crystal stone believed to help guide souls to their afterlife, to assist the seeker to deepen their connection to self, your powerful and authentic self. I held the last four strands of Harry's hair, all that was left from his magical locket. Pulling four strands of my hair, I gently wound them together for the last time, then placing them upon the crystal. But there was no runestone. I picked up the rabbit foot that waited upon the table, looking at it intently. I walked over to Rabbit, lying so vulnerable upon his bench. A tear formed in one eye and trickled down his cheek. I looked at the Rabbit's foot in my hand, white and fluffy as he was. Rabbit is his name, though actually a hare he be. Hare once again? That makes four. Harry, Harry's hair, hair statue, and rabbit the hare. The manner, a balance of four. And hares have four feet. I looked at his paws, extended straight up as he lay there in such an unbecoming position. But one back leg was shorter than the other. Oh my, I look closer. Could this be his foot? How very horrible, how very terrible. I gently touched the leg. Oh, how I wish I could return his foot to it. Gorsky Manor, I called. Please, use your magics to make dear rabbit whole. I placed the missing foot upon the empty spot, and holding it between both hands, I sent healing energy and love to his little foot. The knowing inside loudly shared a word with me, charmed. I began to chant its name, calling on the runes, calling to all I know, calling for their help and assistance. Kara, Maeda, Kara, Maeda, Mada. 
I saw Feathers and Simon hold Feather and Paw once again, transforming quickly into Hella. I called to her, asking her for assistance with ancient magics from the realm of the dead. I looked into her eyes, sending my wish and hope to reignite the foot, return it from the realm of the dead, let it live again. I released the foot, and it wiggled. I wanted to scream with joy, but the spell quickly called me back as I saw Rabbit sit up, blink a wink, and hop over to Hella. I moved back into the circle, clasping Goldie's and Blackie's hands, reconnecting our energies. Looking to the thirteenth stone, I took in a big breath, releasing it upon the lapis lazuli crystal of blue and our strands of hair, mine and hairy, and there, before my eyes, appeared the last needed white rune stone, Gar, the rune of the great void of nothingness and everything, a place where all began, yet all remains, endless threads intertwined, connected, endless possibilities, endless hairs. I closed my eyes and chanted Tick-Tock Thirteen. With the rabbit's foot of charm, Tick-Tock Thirteen. Keep your heart, do not itself, for the workings of my spell, Rune Gar. All be open, all be clear, hand in hand, whom you hold dear. Tick tock, thirteen. With these words, the last lapis lazuli crystal glowed the most beautiful of the blues, as did the runes. They glowed white. From each rune stone now burst forth a beam of its name, its symbol. Spell be wakened, spell be cast, spell complete will truly last. Followed where the spiral leads, more to do, more to see. Harry, be forever true, this has been all for you. Alu, I am complete, I stated with intention. I am Agatha. I am complete. Blackie said, sharing her real name. I am Hester. I am complete. Goldie said, 
sharing her real name. I am Theodora. I am complete. Red said, sharing her real name. And with that, the golden hair upon the table started to glow brightly, so bright we had to shade our eyes. It took a few moments for it to recede, and when I could open my eyes again, there, plain as a new day, stood Harry in all his rakish glory, tall top hat upon his head. Harry Gorski, at your service, I am complete. Now the fun begins. <sighs> Harry laughed with great joy as he leapt from the table, landing straight into the waiting arms of the sisters, swirling them round and round, causing waves of giggles and laughter and hugging of him tightly. Rabbit gave me a bow of goodbye and hopped down a hall appearing to not want to be too noticed. Before he disappeared, he bowed a thank you to Hella, who returned his thanks with a small smile, then faded back into Feathers and Simon. <gasps> Simon, seeing the freed Harry, screamed and leapt into his arms. Feathers flew over to his shoulder, nibbling on his ear affectionately. Harry looked at me and said, Thank you kindly, my dear, for taking such good care of my companions. He acknowledged Shadow, who still waited against the wall, as he petted and hugged Feathers and Simon. I knew you could do this he said, walking over to me, a rakish twinkle in his eyes and a crooked smile upon his lips, causing my knees to go weak. Such fun we had so very long ago, he whispered in my ear as he bent very close. He took my hands in his. They felt so wonderful big, strong, and warm. Oh, how I have missed holding your hands, he continued, patting my hands gently. All those many hours, talking by candlelight, so long ago, through the Ouija planchette, before I could utter a sound, he suggested, Come with me. We must catch up. He took me by the arm without a pause and escorted me out the front door of the manor in a most regal fashion. Down a cobble path, he led me to a lovely bench beneath a huge apple tree laden with bright red apples, perhaps from Hella. 
the morning sun glistened upon these apples, and within his eyes. Such secrets within the manor, ne'er to be spoken, yet secrets are to be whispered. With that he took my hand and placed something within it. I looked to him, questions upon my face. Then opening my palm to see, another locket of his hair. Oh, what times we now shall have. <laughs> Dreams and wishes will come soon. There beneath one pale green moon, one light touch upon your hand, gentle whispers flow like sand through the knowing tales be true within the manner they await you. The sun is breaking through the misty morning fog of gray. The wind is passing through. The birds are swaying. And underneath the morning tree Wipe the sleep out of your eyes Come and sit here by my side Here with me Underneath the morning tree Stay with me Underneath the morning Around us where we stand Day is fresh and cold
twilight petals on the breeze The days for us, my dear Spent underneath the morning tree Wipe the sleep out of your eyes Together we sat beneath the apple tree. Blessings and hugs, dear listeners. Thank you so much for your kind patronage, your patient and encouragement of this tale. Your energy has been felt and greatly appreciated. Now, on to the next gander of tales. Things in the corners of Gorsky Manor with the infamous Harry Gorsky. <laughs> <laughs> 